Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. Well, the big story coming out of Station Park this week was our acceptance into the North Caledonian League. This will see the formation of the Nairn County Reserve team to compete in that league and the discontinuation of our under-20s squad. So I caught up with our director of football, Graham McLeod, and our reserve team head coach, Mr Stuart Finney, to discuss all the implications of this move. It's Ian Finlayson for the Nairn County Podcast. Welcome along again. I'm joined this evening by our under-20s coach, Stuart Finney, and also... As ever, by our director of the football, Mr. Glenn McLeod. Good evening, gents. Evening, Ian. Um, we have some exciting news that's just broken in the last 24 hours. Glenn, do you want to tell us what's happened? Yeah, so we've been accepted as full members of the North Caledonian Football Association. What that means is that we'll enter our team into the North Caledonian League for the forthcoming season. It'll be a Nair County Reserves team which competes in the league. Up until this season, we've played in the North Caledonian League Cup competitions only as our under-20s, and it'll be the players from that squad that will comprise the reserves team. The under-20s have also been playing in the last four or five seasons in the North of Scotland under-20s league, but we'll no longer be doing that going forward. Uh, We'll be jumping ship, if you like, and entering the North Caledonian League. And why are we doing this, Graham? What's the benefits? So it's essentially more games for the players. So the North of Scotland League last season was down to only six teams. So you only played each other home and away once, which meant there was a total of 10 games, or would have been 10 games before the season was cut short. The North Caledonian League is now up to 13 members, so it means that the guys will be playing more games. They'll also be playing on Saturdays, the under-20s leagues on Monday night. The, the whole point of having a under-20s or a reserves team is to get the guys ready for first-team football and give them the best opportunity of being able to play higher league football. And we feel that getting them into the habit of playing every Saturday throughout the season is a better way to do that than, than what we've been doing previously. So it's kind of twofold. It's more games. It's getting into the habit of playing Saturdays. And we think, in our opinion, that it's a, a higher standard of league as well. It's, it's more akin to what you'd get in the higher league. And this has been in the... The pipeline for a while, these things don't happen overnight, do they? What, what sort of planning has gone into this? Yeah, it's been about six months worth of uh, hard work, so we've had to put together a, an application to enter the league, which means meeting all the different criteria. That includes having facilities, qualified coaches, first aiders, subcommittee to, to run the team, if you like, and we'll be looking for... Now that we're officially in, we'll be looking to get some people on board that could help us out with it because obviously the games are going to be Saturdays. A lot of the people involved in the football club at the moment are heavily involved, obviously, with the first team on a Saturday. So we're looking for some new members and I'm hoping to possibly reach out to some of the parents of the boys that go to all the games anyway that can maybe help. Just, just you know, we just need pairs of hands, if you like. Absolutely. So yeah, it's been a bit of planning and I've seen the other thing, obviously, I've mentioned we've, we need to get facilities in place because obviously we have fixture clashes with the first team being at home on the same day. So we can reveal that the team will be using the Riverside as its home venue. We've come to an arrangement with the Forest and Dern Welfare League, um, who've been really helpful through all this, for the use of the Riverside Park 
as the home venue for for our fixtures. We're still hoping to use Station Park for five or six games throughout the season and the potential there with the lights to if we fall behind and need a back a, a catch up on a backlog we could play midweek games uh, we still need to flesh out the detail of that but we have the option of using station park be it on that we talked about maybe a friday night um a saturday afternoon when the first team's away or possibly midweek as well so we need to flesh out these details but primarily the the home venue for the team will be the riverside well let's talk to the man who's going to coach the team uh, Stuart, exciting times. Uh, yeah, Ian, uh, very exciting. To be honest with you, the, the under-20 league served its purpose for us the last few years, but it's now become stale. And uh, we needed to try something else. Sometimes you're lucky if you get one game a month, which is just not enough. And say Ronnie needs to call boys up if he's struggling and stuff, and boys haven't played for three, four weeks. Yes. And it's, they're not you really that much used to him. So if we can get a play in every week, yeah. Then have you been able to speak difference. to the boys? I was going to say, Stuart, how, how are the boys feeling about it? I actually wasn't going to be carrying on, Ian. I was going to step down, and I told the boys that. But I obviously, see. with with lockdown and stuff, what well, yeah. a new kid and new kid here now, and <laughs> and uh, so priorities change a bit. But with yeah. it being locked down, I managed to me and Kirsten spoke quite a lot, so we we yeah. worked around it, and I, I wasn't ready to give up yet, to be honest here. So and, I'm. Delighted to still be here. But yeah, I, I messaged the boys last night. We've got our group chat. And they've known that this meeting was happening for a while. So they were they were pretty happy. They seem to be quite buzzing about it. So good news. They seem quite keen. So that's well, a, a big hurdle. Big hurdle yeah. for us already. Delighted that you're, you're staying on, Stuart. Absolutely delighted with that, mate. Tell me about the, the benefits of playing in the, the Caledonia League as compared to the Under-20 League in terms of football the type of football that the boys are linking to? Well, the, the main thing, Ian, is uh, they're playing against adults. So we're getting them ready, essentially. If they're good enough, then they're ready to step into the Highland League. So if Ronnie decides that they're good enough to step up, then they're, they're getting the, the culture of playing every Saturday against adult teams. And some of them, there are some good teams there, some really good teams there. We've not played them all yet, but we've played some of them. And they're, they're decent. I mean, some people might think it's not the great standard of that, but... From what we've seen when we've played the games there, there are some very good teams there. So it's, it's a good grounding for the boys. Absolutely. We've, we've encountered a few in the, the cup competitions over recent years, haven't we? The, the Jock Mackay Cup? Yeah, uh, it was the Orkney game Jock Mackay Cup, Graham, yeah, was it? Well, for sure. It was one of the three. There's the three cups yeah. we played in the Football Times Cup, yeah. the North Caledonian Cup and the Jock Mackay Cup over the last four seasons. And I guess the makeup of the team will be slightly different because it's not just purely under twenties, is it? It's going to be if you're good enough for the under seventeens, if you're getting your fitness back, if you're out the first team, it'll be a mix, won't it, sure? Yeah, well, I mean, last season we moved. By the end of the season, we had five under seventeens playing that were still eligible for the under seventeens, and we took them all to Orkney with us, and they all played. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's your route path. Traditionally, we've brought under-17s up early the last three, three seasons at least now. So if you're good enough, we'll move you up. And obviously, if the, if the first-team boys aren't doing it for Ronnie and he wants it to come down, then they've got to prove to us as well. It, it, it works, works both ways. If, and if our boys do good, then I would expect Ronnie to take them up as well. Like, look at, well, just last season, we had Kieran and, and Lewis who were doing well for us. So he had brought them up. So if so, you if you earn it if you earn it he'll he'll move you up. That's the main thing. The, that's the whole point of this. So it shows the look there. So Graham, uh, tell me how's the manager feeling about this? What's he saying? 
really his idea, to be honest with you. Uh, it was his suggestion originally. I think we were going to, I think it was on the bus to the Barora game at uh, Christmas time where we really started to t- uh, throw around the idea uh, at the table on the, the way up the road there and start to get some ideas down on paper and how we could go about it. So, yeah, he's really happy uh, that it's come to fruition. Um, he believes there's players there that are potentially good enough to be in the first team but are not quite there yet and that this will give them that step because it's a hell of a step from even the under-20 squad to higher league football and we feel that by by making this change it will help us to bridge that gap so we're, we're looking for higher standards from the players in the under-20 squad I'm sure Stuart will reiterate that to his squad that the standards are now higher what we expect from them um, the opposition that they're going to come up against we're conscious as well that we've we've really increased the gap if you like the the gap from under 17s up the way we're looking for guys we're going to be looking for more from the guys coming out of the under 17s going forward i know that you know we have to give up something we are going to have to give up the physical element a lot because if the church team will be primarily comprising the guys between the ages of 16 and 18 so they're not they're still growing they're still developing so we're, we're conscious that we're going to have to give up the physical side of it and and things like set pieces and what have you might be an issue but we're not really looking for that we're looking for players with the technique uh, with the, the tactical awareness with the, the game awareness all that kind of good stuff we're looking for them to to really nail these things down in the under-17s and to show Stuart and to show his coaches and to show the first-team coaches that they are good enough to come up. And it, and it is it is now going to be a bigger jump from under-17s to the reserves than what, than what it was previously. But that's purely because we've pushed the reserves closer to the first-team standards, if you like. I, th- I think that's it. And then certainly the, the work that all the youth coaches, but especially Stuart there over the last you know, few years have shown the lookways are there. If the commitment's there and the boys are good enough, there's a lookway to the first team if they want it, isn't there? Well, if you look at the amount of debuts that Ronnie's given out to teenagers and stuff over the, over his, his uh, recent tenure, but there's your stats there that back everything up. The route is there for the, it, for the boys to It must give you show. a lot of satisfaction, Stuart, to see the boys developing and going through. That's my remit, Ian, you know, <laughs> to try and get players for Ronnie. So, yeah, of course, you, you take pride in when, especially when one of the boys gets a debut or anything, you know. It makes you feel good. You think you're doing a good job then. Just lastly, Graham, I saw something that, that went out on social media today. We've won this league before, apparently. Yeah, I think we don't there last time we won it, Ian. <laughs> uh, Donald Wilson reported in the Dungeon, though, I think. <laughs> I probably did die. No, I think it was in the it was in the 1950s and, and then previous to that in the 1930s. So the origins of the league is, is originally called the North Reserves League. Uh, so it used to be comprised of reserve teams from the Highland League. I think looking through the history of it, we've won it. Clark Reserves have won it. Broader Reserves have won it. And then it evolved from there into the forthcoming season. It'll be split in two, which I think is a wise idea. Uh, so it gives them the scope to complete a league season uh, with a late start because of the lockdown. So whenever they get going, or we'll, we'll still be able to play each club in your division home and away. So we're we're in with Inverness Athletic, uh, Loch Ness, Alness United, uh, Scourie, Bonner Bridge, and Geneally Thistle, who are from Helmsdale. So yeah, some good. Some good teams, uh, some good new places to go, if you like, for a game. But again, 
we've been quite a bit quite fortunate with regards to the travel as well because we've got like said Inverness teams and Alness in our division and um, we don't have Hallkirk, Thurzo or Orkney in our division so uh, so splitting the league, splitting the league, Glenn, on geographical basis, that will never catch up. <laughs> I think what to to be fair, I think what they actually did was they've taken the, all the new applicants in in the bottom division plus the bottom three. I think yeah, bottom three clubs from the league last season, and then the top six from last season are comprising the other division. So it's got all going. It's all reverting back to one league. So for one season, it's reverting back to one league for the plenty of football to be had. Uh, listen, gentlemen, well. We'll call it to an end there, but listen, thank you for joining. It's exciting times as we move back towards football and we'll look forward to our, our participation in the North Caledonian League. Thank you, gents. Look after yourselves. Thank you. Thanks very much. Well, we might not have played a home game in nigh on four months and there's no deadline or any indication that we'll be kicking a ball again soon. But that doesn't mean our ground staff have been taking it easy. I caught up with stadium manager, financial advisor, an all-round good bloke, Mr Sean Smith, one of his little blakes, to get the lowdown on all the work that's been going on at the park. I also asked him to put his financial advisor hat on to assess the long-term financial implications of the shutdown, both on our club and on football in general. Here's what Sean had to say. So it's Ian Finlayson for the Nern County Podcast, and I'm joined here today by my friend, Mr Sean Smith. Sean, welcome. Hi, Ian. Um, Sean, what we're doing today is just having a, a quick chat about what's going on up at the park and a few other the, the related issues for the podcast. Now, Sean, if you don't know him, and most people do, is a valued member of the county committee. And crucially, along with Derek Steele, he's the guy with responsibility for all that goes on with the upkeep of the pitch and the facilities at Station Park. So, firstly, Sean, how's everybody been during lockdown? How's your, your folks and family? Yeah, I've been good, Dan. A bit frustrated, as most people are, but just following the rules and <laughs> hoping to get back to whatever no- normality is and whenever that can happen. Obviously, some uh, positive announcements from Nicola today, so that'll be good to start to get back towards normality, but yeah, we've been uh, getting on with it. That's the key thing, everybody's keeping all right. So, uh, I mentioned there, Sean, that yourself and Derek are the, the masters of Station Park. You've got the responsibility for making sure that everything is in such good condition. Um, so I thought I would ask, before lockdown, what did a normal week look like in terms of what we do at the park? Well, certainly it, it depends which part of the season we're in. Off-season actually is the busiest time of the year. We're usually here three or four days a week. We'll cut the grass two or three times a week. Um, and then we, we tend to have a, a, a capital expenditure um, project on the go. And so we tend to have some sort of upkeep, maintenance. Um, and so between myself, Derek, and also uh, Graham Cootie uh, is here all the time as well, uh, along with a number of other uh, helpers, I'm sure you know them, Marlon Watson, Kevin Reid, yourself, even the chairman appeared now and again. Well. Um, so it's been great to get the help from, from all these guys. But it's, uh, it's, it's uh, 365 days a year almost. I don't, I don't tend to do Christmas Day. But apart from that, we're, we're, we're here all the time. Slacker. <laughs> so, you have a game on a Saturday, say. Um, what impact does that have and, and what what's done to the pair that, what, what's the, the process? So what we would tend to do 
is so we, if you start on a Monday, we would be tending to cut grass Monday or, or Tuesday. Um, we would have had our pitch repair done on the Sunday, straight after the game. Um, and then depending on what time of year it is, we would cut the grass again on the Friday, line the pitch, which is Graham's job. He can get the line straight on any of us. <laughs> and um, just ensure, you know, the, 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 the posts are out and, and, and the net's down um, on a Saturday morning. And uh, just before uh, maybe a couple of hours before the players arrive, unfortunately we have a problem at times, like most pitches, with seagulls. So we've got feathers mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, other things that they leave in the park. Indeed, yes, indeed. <laughs> but obviously it's a close season at the moment and it's a, an unusual close season, obviously with social distancing and, and lockdown. Uh, but uh, so the ability, I guess, to work on the, the pitch and the surroundings has been limited, but I know a lot's been done. So what, what can you tell us about what's been done during yeah, well, uh, the past couple of months? At lockdown, we, we had about five weeks when we weren't at the park at all um, and then we set up a programme whereby one of us would be here at a time yeah. to just to start to, to, cut, the, to cut the grass and, and do general maintenance um, but since then we've managed to, to uh, increase through again social distancing we've uh, seeded the entire park so that's uh, quite a big investment in about six or seven bags of, of, of uh, grass seed um, we put about uh, 12 tonne of sand onto the park to help it to, you know, um, smooth it out a bit and to help drainage. Um, and, and then just the, the general day-to-day maintenance, um, water and cutting is uh, ongoing at this, this time of year. And we're, we're sitting here in the stand and the, the park already looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well we cut it this morning so it always looks good straight <laughs> after a, a cut. Um, and then the other big thing we've been doing during uh, the last probably couple of months is that Derek Graham and I, along with help some others, have, uh, have built the new moor shed, yeah. which is uh, going to be a big help to us. means we can get the tractor a couple of our, uh, more uh, moors away and uh, not, not all squeezed into one, one space. And what a job that is. That looks, it looks tremendous. Now, you mentioned uh, buying the sand. Uh, tell us a bit about local suppliers and how important they are. Yeah, well, we... we try to ensure we do lose all the local suppliers and um, it's been a wee bit different this yes. year yeah. but there are places that are, are, are big supporters of our places like Tradeway have been great for us and uh, been great to, to actually get um, material when we need it um, but we've also had a lot of help uh, from Richie down at, at, at Nairn um, he does a great job for us helping us to source, source material but also he gives us a lot of advice we just tend to do what Richie tells us um, he's pretty good, but he's not quite so good. He's a bit of a raised penalty spot that I'm sure um, he'll talk about now and again. That was last summer he prepared one of our penalty spots, and uh, I'm sure that's one of the reasons that our penalties are a bit hit or miss these days. Well, yes, yeah, it all comes down to that. <laughs> um, you mentioned last season, and that I know a lot went on last season and, and digging out a lot of the, the goldmouse and... Also, we have a large water tank just at the beside the door there. Tell us a bit about how that came about and how helpful that's been. Again, it's part of the committee's desire to have ongoing improvements at the park. Um, we talked about the fact, you know, we've had the same, you know, manual watering system, which is just, you know, large sprinklers, which, to be honest, don't cover the park very well. Very high intense manual labour to get them moved about. So we, we uh, invested in uh, a semi-automatic sprinkler system. Tank holds 10,000 litres of water. 
and what we can do is we can uh, put it onto time overnight, it tends to come on about half eleven at night, runs for a couple of hours, stops for about an hour to allow the tank to refill, and then uh, another couple of hours uh, to the end of the park. So that does half a park at a time, just gives us real good consistency, and I think as you've just said a minute ago, when you look out at the, the quality of the park right now, the consistency of the grass, it's made a massive difference, and, and it will do for years to come. It has, absolutely tremendous. Now, uh, we mentioned local suppliers, and it's probably a good time to talk about the, the local community and how they help us out as well with the, uh, what's both the park and indeed fundraising for the items that we're, we're able to bring in. Yeah, so, I mean, again, first off, you look at the, the local community and the businesses in the local community, and you just have to look down the park. Every single uh, area of the park is filled with a, a sponsorship board, which is a massive uh, help to the club. <laughs> it provides us with the income that we need to do things like the park. I mean, the park probably needs about between six and 10,000 a year just to do all the stuff we, we need to do on the park, depending yeah. on, on what's required. So that, that goes a long way to help with that. And then if you think about the, the fans, the, the community in general, um, constantly helping us with uh, fundraising, uh, particularly through, I guess, Scoosh and yeah. his new latest venture, you've not seen anyone <laughs> uh, with his beard. Um, yes, I think he's doing it so nobody recognises him, so that you can call on more people for more fundraising. <laughs> I think that's what he's done it for. But uh, yeah, the, the, the community is a big part of Nairn, and, and Nairn County is a big part of the community, I like to think, and that's Absolutely. how it should be. Absolutely. And it, as we say, the, in the, the summer sun, the pitch looking fantastic in the surroundings. Do, do you get much feedback from players and opposition, and I hesitate to say this, referees? Well, let, let's, let's start with our own players. Um, what I, I, I do enjoy is at the very start of the season, pre-season, when the players come in, obviously that's going to be a bit later this year, but when they come in and see the pitch first day, when they've been away for you know a couple of months, um, they, they can see the amount of work being done, and, and um, they continually tell us it's great to play on. That's the whole idea, why we do it, so that we can play football on the ground, play football like the players want to play, like Ronnie, like the manager wants the football play, and what our fans want to see. So um, we get great feedback from that. Every team that comes, um, we know a lot of the players because quite a lot of them have played here at times and as, as tends to happen in, in, in the Highland League, players move about and they remember playing here and they come back and say it, it looks better every year which is which is great to hear. So we get we get really good feedback from uh, away uh, players, managers as well. Absolutely. Um, and then referees, so the referees in fairness they, they um, score the pitch, all the pitches every after every game, we tend to get it's a five. We tend to get a lot of fives, fours. We did get a three one time. But, um, I'm not going to say who it was, although I do know I do know which referee it was. And let's just say he gets additional stick every time he is at Station Park. And nothing else to say about Lethalisha. I think that's probably best that we don't, yeah. because you might not be able to use the, this particular uh, presentation. <laughs> Moving on to our next topic, Glencher. Um now, alongside what you do at the park, uh, another key though you've, you have is a, a financial advisor to the club. And it's, it's really unique times for football at the moment. And what would you say is the, the main challenges, key challenges going forward for the clubs and clubs in our situation in both the short and the long term, given the, the, the pandemic? I think the key thing for, for clubs is the same for most small businesses, which is cash flow. And when the cash flow isn't there, then you've got a big problem. Um, so it's keeping the cash coming in in whichever ways that can be done. 
Uh, I, I do think that obviously some businesses have been impacted more or less than others, and therefore not everyone um, should be you know asked to help in, in in the same way at the same time. You know, some people have actually done pretty well out of you know the situation, and and, and that's great. What what I would say about short term things are tough, but in fairness, you know, government help etc has ensured that a lot of clubs um, are able to survive and continue. We took a very early decision to pay our players um, and then to access the furlough scheme, which again uh, has really helped us. Absolutely. It's helped us because we had built up uh, some um, cash for a rainy day. The rainy day has happened and therefore it's allowing us to use some of our reserves. So short term um, clubs will find it tough, but I think actually the medium term will be tougher. So if I take Nairn particularly, as I say, we've got cash reserves, we've built them up, um, and that helps us to still do what we need to do and to keep the club moving forward. Medium term, um, it's obviously going to be tougher for individuals and business, 9, 12, 15 months time. Who knows what the economy is going to be like, and is football going to be the first thing that people want to spend money on? Possibly not. So I'd be more concerned slightly down, slightly further down the line and therefore it's important that clubs look at what they're going to do between now and whenever we get back playing football to see how we can maximise all of the, the, the support from whether it's local community, whether it's government and, 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 and the fundraising that they can do themselves. It will be a huge effort and it will have to be a combined effort. Um, on to something a bit more, a bit more that beat I guess. The, the reason any of us do this and it's important to say that yourself and and Derek and all the others are all volunteers to this. The reason we do this is to, to enjoy playing football. Now, I know yourself and Mr Steele like to stand behind the goals and, and, and watch the games. Uh, uh, but so I thought we'd ask you, what, what, what are your standout games last season? Last season's standout games, well, I guess when you beat the best, it has to stand out. And yes. there's no doubt Broad are the best. No one would dispute that. Mm. Um, but it's great, great to, 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 to win against Brora, particularly great because you can wind Sid up and every time you see him, <laughs> so um, I quite enjoy that. Um, so I, I would say for pure, absolute um, um, result, yeah. you beat the best and that has to stand out. Yeah. We'd, we'd many good games and many good periods during games. I think Ronnie's got the, the, the squad playing really well. Um, it's a young squad which is actually maturing and uh, there's no doubt in my mind that as we go forward the next two or three seasons Ronnie can hold on to those, those players, continue to bring on in the odd one or two uh, players that he has done. Um, I'm very confident that Nairn will continue to um, move up the league and, and be fighting at the top top end of the, of the Highland League and that's where we want to be. Absolutely, that's why we do it. Um, so I was going to talk to you about away games. And, and, and one thing in particular springs to mind, I, mean, I could talk, talk to you about comparing other grounds and picking up tips from other grounds, but I thought I would talk to you about the, the key issue which the fans want to hear about. And it's that every time you're on a bus, yourself and Mr Steele, you take out what's called the picnic camper. And you, you proceed to have what's sometimes a four-course meal. Tell us about this, Sean. Well, it's about nutrition, Ian. <laughs> you know, it's about nutrition and balance. That's what it's all about. And uh, Derek and I take it very seriously, you know, yep. our body's a temple and all that. Indeed. And that along with a wee bit of special water and, uh, you know, it makes for, you know, quite an enjoyable day out. Well, yes, and makes the journey slower, doesn't it? The it shorter, does I should say. Yeah. It does 
Um, we should ask about other glands, because I know when we go to other glands, we, we talk to other glands women and whatnot. Do, do you pick up any tips? Do you have any do you exchange ideas? Do you have secret groups on WhatsApp and stuff like that? What's, we don't we don't tend to have secret groups, Ian. As I said earlier, we get a lot of advice from Richie. Um, we also have a lot of advice from Aikens who uh, um, help us with the, the grass, fertilizer, seed, etc. And, and they, um, they they supply advice to the likes of Parkhead, Ibrox, etc. So we, we get the, 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 the input from you know the right people. As far as uh, are we going to go, yeah, we do pick up uh, the odd uh, hints and tips. Uh, for example, um, we noticed one place we went to that they were leaving their six-yard box just slightly longer in the winter, just to protect it. And we did that last season, and it made a huge difference to the six-yard box not getting quite so damaged. Indeed, we've not had to replace the turf this year. We just had to seed it. So we'll definitely continue that. Assuming we have a season coming up, yes, indeed. That, that would be the plan. Yes, so yeah, there are, there are little bits that we, we pick up as we, we go around. We always, Derek and I, always go out and have a look on the away pitch, you know, before the game. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there are some, you know, real quality pitches out there as, as well as Station Park. Yes, indeed. indeed. Yeah. I know you, yourself and Derek are keen golfers as well. So, and you're, you're picking up tips you mentioned from Lucci as well, who's down at the... The Nam Golf Cup. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Derek and I play at, at Dunbar. Well, well, Derek, Derek, I'm not sure it helps the golf. The, the, the golf course helps the the part much because Derek's usually in the rough, so that, it's not, not not really helpful, I don't think. But um, you know, when he does get on on, on the on the short stuff, um, maybe maybe that gives him a wee bit of a, an idea what's what it's all about. So I think it's you know it's it's growing grass and cutting grass. But people think it's simple, but there's there's, there's there's a lot to it, and I've certainly learned a lot in the last few years Absolutely. from Richie as to, to what it's all about. And so I guess lastly, mate, as we, we come to the end of this, um, going forward, what, what do you find? Is there anything you'd particularly like to see at the park? What's the, what's the blue sky thinking going forward? Well, first off, it's about, it's about the players and about the squad, Ian. So if we can ensure we can keep the players we've got, the young players coming through and continuing to to mature and, and to improve as they are doing. I think that's important, as I said. Add in the odd uh, smart signing. Um, the committee should be there to ensure that we support Ronnie and the management team to do that, and I think we do do that. Um, so I'd like to see that continuing, continue the investment. As far as um, the community is concerned, I think we should continue to enhance what we do in the community. I think there's a lot more we can do with younger people, particularly mm-hmm. from the, the Nairn Academy, uh, anyone who's looking to go on to further education, we should be finding ways to help them to move uh, in, into into further education. Absolutely. Whether that's doing this type of thing, for example, you know, yeah. you know, two old guys sitting in the stand here. Why why couldn't yeah. we have you know, uh, 18, 19 year old who's looking to move into that that type of work? Absolutely, uh, doing that. I think that, that that's important. I think that um, social media, digital, is becoming you know, um, more and more prevalent as it should. And clearly, given the last three months, it, it, it's been vital for people in communication and how to socialise. So I think there's a bit more that could and should be done in that space. And then finally, around about Station Park, well, you know, I would like to be doing <laughs> capital expenditure. Indeed. Um, there's various things we have on the go. One pipe dream would be, you know, a, a really... Um, top-notch hospitality unit, mm-hmm. so that we can 
um, provide the right sort of entertainment to the, the people that come in and support us by sponsoring a game. Um, I think if we had that, that's the, probably the biggest thing that Station Park is lacking. Yeah. We've done what we can in the hospitality unit. I think it is a, a good day out, mm -hmm. but it could be a, a great day out by having that hospitality unit. But you know, you're talking an eighty, ninety thousand pound investment. Yeah. So it's something that we need to do, and we need to find out how we can do that. Probably over the next two, three, maybe four years. Yeah. That would that would be ideal. Sean, listen, I've taken up enough of your time, mate. Thank you for what you do at the park, yourself and all, and all the, the gang that help. It's it's a fantastic facility and it's it's a credit to, to all the work that's put in. And thank you for joining us today on the podcast. You're very welcome. We only do it because we enjoy it and we want to see Neil winning. Amen. Thanks, Sean. Well, that's it for now, folks. We'll be back later in the week for an in-depth chat with an uncounty legend. The great Mr Gally Ewing will be detailing his life and times in football and we'll get some stories out of him about his times kicking a ball in the yellow and black. In the meantime, log on to our website or check out our Facebook, Twitter or TikTok pages for all the latest news from Station Park and we'll talk to you again soon on the Nan County Podcast. It's brought to you in association with Zion Energy. Look after yourselves, stay safe, We'll be back fairly soon to talk all things Nan County.